kids yo what up everybody welcome to the empty space podcast episode 123 bam he got it he knew it i i'm getting better dude i'm getting better yeah, i'll tell you that yeah. hell yeah a lot better i'd say so what's going on brother not much man just uh another fun day in paradise how about yourself i'd have to say the same dude I, i'm having a pretty oh actually you know what i'm lying i had a pretty shitty day but um Honestly, this is the happiest I've been today. That's good. I'm glad like I at could... this moment, I'm 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 having a good time. That's good. Me too, man. We yeah. uh we can get yeah. into that at, at the end. But yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, we got a fun one coming. Yeah, so we have a great interview coming with Leah. She is an absolute beast, an absolute, I'd say. Up and coming to be artist yep. that's already basically up. It's just about the coming part. That sounds weird. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. Anyways, <laughs> we got Leah, uh, and she is a great artist. Uh, I'll read a little bit about her, and uh, we'll get into this interview. Growing up in a small yet touristy beach town of Point Pleasant, New Jersey, Leah was homegrown from every and all kind of rock and roll. The Los Angeles-based artist has interviewed the boldness of punk with the beachiness of pop, turning her into the alternative pop act she is today. Inspired by artists such as Mayday Parade, Charlotte Sands, Secondhand Serenade, Magnolia Park, and many more from the iconic Warped Tour era, Leah considers her sound colorful, extroverted, aggressive, and blunt. Having a heavy musical background, lower timbre, rock vocals and an obsession with the colorful world around her leah is sure to stand out in the crowd and make her presence known after all she is a leo hell yeah can't wait to get into this she's incredibly yeah, talented mm-hmm. super stoked for this one well she's here what? should we let her in um yeah let's fucking go all right here we go without further ado here's leah Oh, wait, hold on. There we go. Yo! Yo! Hi! What's up? Not much, just uh, running around crazy as per usual. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't mind me. No worries. All yeah, good. we appreciate we, the time. Of course. I'm excited. I, I'm really glad you guys reached out. Thanks. Oh, yeah. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I'm Steven. That's Batch. This is the Empty Space <laughs> Podcast. We talk about pop punk and mental health. We talk about literally squirrels, dinosaurs, uh, music. I don't know. Whatever the hell we end up talking about. There's really no like structure, structure. So we're, we're already recording. We're already into it. Um, I love your haircut, by the way. Thank you. I just got it yesterday. <laughs> hell yeah. 
Um, so yeah, thanks for taking the time to come on the podcast. Uh, I appreciate it. And no worries on when we started. We just wanted to make sure you were okay. That was like, yeah, our number one thing. Like, I'm literally just like always scatterbrained and super crazy. So like, as long as you're patient with me, which I appreciate, (laughs) like, I'm here, I'm fully in it. And like, you know, no hassle at all. I just I was I don't know why I was surprised there was traffic. Actually, I dropped the (laughs) photographer off and that was kind of far and i wasn't expecting to go that far but it was fine of course but you know that's why i was late hey think yeah. things you got to do and and no worries like i said like we were just like you want to do another time we're super flexible we can wait we're we're good it's a friday night um we're in massachusetts it's eastern time it's only 8 30 at our time we have no problems with that but uh leah i want to just say your music's fucking awesome and we love you and we're excited to have you on and I want to know how you're doing. How's today going? Let's just talk about like you right now. Like what's up? What's going on? I mean, today <laughs> is going good. Um, I didn't do too much today. I've been waking up around like, I don't know, maybe 11 o'clock the past like week. But um, because I'm I'm moving out, of, I'll get into this later, but I'm moving out of LA. And so I'm spending every single night like being with friends and like doing stuff like super late so then you know of course gotta wake up and like get shit done um you know during the day so rolled out of bed between 11 and 12 you know did some stuff on my computer and then had a photo shoot which was really fun dope hell yeah yeah that's how my day is how was how was both your guys days well you know my day was just (laughs) running around you know planning a wedding so (laughs) right chaos chaos um really didn't do a whole lot just kind of ran around and did some shopping and then came back to the house and uh playing some madden with the wife so sick yeah yeah for for me okay first off i want to apologize because me and Batch were on before, and I was like a dead dog. And I don't know if it's because I ate one piece of steak and some goldfish, which is like really random. But I did, and I'm like, I feel like I'm super, like, I just drank a C4 <laughs> energy drink. So don't mind me if I start getting, like, crazy. I'm, like, sweating because I'm just so, I don't know what happened. Anyways. It's all gassed up. Yeah, dude. <laughs> um, My day was cool, man. Um, I had a shitty day at first. Uh, I don't know, mental health-wise, I was just, like, not here. I was like out in the clouds and then I went for a run and it was cool and I hated my life because I don't like to run, but it really helped clear my head. I had band practice today and then uh, did some stuff with my mom to help around around the house and now I'm doing uh, the podcast. So overall, I'd say it went from like, you know, a zero to a a 10. So it's good. Well, that's great. Uh, Honestly, running is so vital for your mental health. I am a little upset because just quick story time i joined i i worked at a brewery out here in la and i joined a beer run club and we run every day separately track our like running progress and then meet up at the end of the month do a run and then go drink beer amazing perfect it's perfect right but then i injured my ankle i don't know how i did it i woke up one day i actually think i injured it by running on it because i would run Mm. every single day And I haven't been able to run in the month of May. And I have been not that like, I love running. I'm not good at it. It's not like (laughs) super fun, but it like clears my mind. It makes me feel like really good. And it's just like a really fun activity. I've been running my whole life. Again, not good at it, but I should be for how much I've been (laughs) running, but I'm not. But 
yeah, it's been, I just, it's a bummer. I can't run right now. And I just, I want to, but I know the second I get back out there and like run, I'm going to hurt myself again, but I don't, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's happening. Damn. So I'm glad you got a run in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just started running maybe like a month ago or so. And dude, my ankles and feet, everything was hurting me. I, I don't know. I, I lift, I like lifting. I'm not so much like me and batch play hockey. I do a lot of lifting that helps my mental health. And then recently I'll probably like just because like in New England, the sun is starting to come out. So I'm like, you know what would be a great idea? And like, yeah, I just do like 20 minutes and it's super cool. But I got to ask, did you like dumb question? Did you go to the doctors or are you just one of those people like, ah, it'll fix itself? So I've been thinking about it because I'm in the like in a process of a move. Oh, I yeah, that's right. Don't want to like spend. My urgent care is first of all, I don't want to go to urgent care for them to just say ice your leg, ice your foot. Yeah, back. yep. So <laughs> waste of time. Not going to the emergency room, but then I'm like, okay, well that's still a bunch of hours. Number one, number two, that's probably going to be really expensive, even with insurance. So I've been putting that off. And everyone I've spoken to, not like any of them are doctors, but they have all been like, you know, you just gotta push through it and like ice your leg, take Advil, like you can walk on it, so you're obviously not injured but it's like i don't know i it's kind of bad I, I can walk on it but if i don't move it for a little while and i start walking on it like i can barely walk i have to like warm it up and stuff it's just yikes it's so annoying yeah i Damn. wouldn't recommend running on it <laughs> like i know <laughs> i think that might be a bad move definitely but i mean maybe once i move and if it's still hurting because that, that'd be a long that'd be like a whole month of it hurting yeah. we will go to a doctor's or something. Yeah, those injuries good. suck. I hate those injuries. I always have. We were just me and Batch were just talking about that because um he had some stuff going on and I I don't know what happened. I must have slept like with cross legged or something. But right. I, my knee was like fucking exploded and I could barely walk and I was like it's over. My life's over. It lasted like a week. It's probably at like ninety percent now, but still like fuck, man. Injuries really fuck with your brain if you don't have another outlet. I guess I yeah. don't ever and like I'm very grateful because I. I don't really have many injuries. I usually like I'm pretty solid all the time. Like, you know, my I, I have Crohn's, so I've been like a sick kid, mm. but I'm pretty resilient now that I'm an adult. And so, you know, minus like brittle bones and like weak immune system, like I'm pretty baller. So <laughs> I'm like, why is this happening to me? Like my back always hurts, but I'm used to that. But my ankle, come on. Come on, dude. <laughs> I'm, I'm over That's... it already. I don't oh, blame yeah. you. All right. So. Let's get into, um, you know, tell us who Leah is and, you know, how this all started. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm an alternative pop punk, new pop punk, um, pop rock, however you want to classify it, <laughs> um, artist based out of Los Angeles, Nashville, and New Jersey. Um, I'm from New Jersey. <laughs> I go I I go between those three places very frequently. Um I'm moving from Los Angeles to Nashville next week, so I maybe I'll change where I'm based out of, but probably not considering I I love that I remain mysterious that I can be any place at any time someone needs me to perform a show. So That's awesome. Right on. Uh, that's pretty cool. Um yeah, how it started. I mean, I I grew up listening to pop punk. I mean, my favorite bands are like Mayday Parade. I was like very into Kind of the more soft stuff, like Never Shout Never and Secondhand Serenade. Oh my God! Did you just okay. never? Sorry to interrupt. Never oh, Shout man. Never is so, like if you listen That's to that, throwback. you're an OG. Yeah, you were an throwback. OG. That's cool. Damn. Sorry. Yeah, I 
<laughs> that that was what I listened to like in in middle school and high school. So I like not not as much of the hard as the hard hitting stuff. I listen to that more now, but yeah, definitely more on the emo like pop side of the pop punk realm. But um, yeah, went to college for music. Wound up doing a lot of pop when I was in college. Um, and then I think that I always like to say that pop is my phase and that the other stuff like the emo pop punk stuff is like what I'm meant to be doing. So, you yeah. know, had that pop phase, put out some records like that, eased my way into pop punk. And that's where I landed with the last release and the future upcoming releases. Dope. Dope. Hell yeah. So assuming you kind of just answered this, but like, who were some of your biggest inspirations when you were starting? Yeah, definitely Mayday Parade is my number yeah. one for sure. Um, this was always a fun one I like to throw out, but Hollywood Undead. Oh, get the fuck okay. out of here! <laughs> yeah, like, right then, <laughs> I, Swan Songs is like one of my favorite EP slash albums of all time, and that is hilarious. Like subconsciously influence a lot of my music now um and the stuff that they're doing now is like super cool i love their like metal like in takes on like and they have like hip-hop i don't know they're like they're just i really like what they're doing um go radio is always i was always big on select start no one knows who that is um but i was obsessed with them could barely find them on google i think it was did not i did not have a myspace i was too young but i think they were one of those myspace <laughs> bands. um okay. So that's where they came from and then like this is like cool fun fact like chase coy who i don't know if you guys have heard of chase coy he does a they like the very sad like acoustic emo stuff but he produces my music now so it's kind of like full circle because i used to be like inspired by him growing up and listen to him all the time and now he's making my music so that's fun <laughs> that is oh, so dope. cool that is cool yeah, yeah thanks Hell yeah wow that's so Hollywood Undead. I'm still on that one. That one's that is. Have you ever seen them live back in the day or like in general? Shoot, I don't think I have. Oh man, you are missing out. I, I saw them live once. <laughs> I, I have too. Like it might have been like unsafe for me to see them live, like when I was um, <laughs> because I was like a I don't know, I was like a 12 year old girl, right? Like I'm not going yeah. to a Hollywood Undead concert. <laughs> Man. I think I was like 14 and I was seeing Avenged Sevenfold and they were like the first opening act. I want to say, I don't know how old, like how long ago, but like it was, uh, chaos. I didn't know who they, yeah, I didn't know who they were, but it was absolute chaos. And I was, I was more confused than anything because they were rapping, they were playing guitar, they were doing like screaming. I was like, well, I don't know what's that. I came for Avenged Sevenfold. <laughs> yeah. That's the best thing though. I think that's why i like keep bringing them up now in my career in my life because with this like nu new pop punk or new mm -hmm. emo, like style music that takes like hip-hop and trap and uh pop and punk all like you know collaborative like coming together whatever it's like hollywood and dead was doing that 10 years ago 15 years ago and so it's like super relevant with the music that's coming out and from newer artists like myself today yeah and yeah. i do you know the band sherry amore yeah, yeah, yeah. Those oh, yeah. are our homies, and yep. God, they have that same stuff. They go from all the same thing. We we for saw sure. them live at the uh, Lost for Wards back in Massachusetts uh, anniversary, uh, and we didn't know them. We watched like most bands. Uh, we saw the opener, and it was they were one of them, and we were like, they're playing Damn. like a trap beat. It was they were awesome and wicked fun and nice guys. Yeah, 
I like I connected with them. Uh, I think it was like a little over a year ago. I, we were trying to do a collaboration a while back, but um, it was it was when I was putting out my pop punk stuff, and I wasn't like it, the whole EP wasn't out yet, and they had been. I don't know. I found Orlando on TikTok, like the song. Yeah. Um, and I was like, that reminded me of um, this love, this hate by Hollywood Undead. And I was like, this is this is it. Like, this is what I want to make. And so, you know, <laughs> they've been supporting me as I've been them this whole time. Um, but it's been really cool to hear them put out music, too, because I'm just like, that's it. That's that's exactly that's exactly my inspo. That's where I want to be. That's dope. Yeah, they're awesome dudes for sure. So you recently dropped the Happy Ending EP. Yeah. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Hell yeah. Uh, what has the feedback been like for that? It's been really good. I think going from, I mean, I went from like pop to a little bit more alternative pop. And then like, I would mm-hmm. say that very pop punk, but it still like leans heavily on pop. Right. So I think not people were probably not expecting that from me and i was like let me try it let me drop these songs i did it very slow so i did roll them out as a couple uh three singles and then a five song ep um and that took like like unfortunately took like over a little over a year to like get that rollout system going but seeing the responses and seeing like by me releasing this type of music and how well people in the industry maybe not fans just yet like there like there are fans there are people catching on it's slow but like you know i have like my og people who were who were around for years and then i have a Mm -hmm. lot of new people coming in and listening to my music but the thing that like made me really understand and know that like this is what i should be doing and the direction i should be going in is the artists that i love that i look up to like literally following me on social media and you know hitting me up and chatting with me and being like you're making cool shit um and that's when i was like okay this is the right thing i'm gonna stick to this (laughs) fuck yeah that's dope that's that's cool when you have that connection of like oh shit like like that paradigm moment of oh like whoa wait a minute like this is like kind of what i've been looking my pokemon my little guy i've been waiting for (laughs) like (laughs) No, it's like you wake up every day, like an exciting thing happens and you're like, what? Like me? (laughs) And it's like, it happens over and over and over again. And that's like, at that's where I'm at. And I'm small, you know, like imagine, I can't imagine how like some of those artists that have really been like popping off on TikTok and just in the scene, like feel every day when they're like, I don't know. <laughs> they get to, my friend got to meet Elton John the other day. Cause she like, get out of here. Crushing Holy it. shit. And, really doing an amazing job of music but she popped off on tiktok and it's like i saw her video of that and i was like that's how i feel when like when the the guy who recorded a lesson in romantics by mayday parade followed me on instagram that's how yeah. I felt, you know <laughs> yeah you can you can feel that way about about those moments like those are milestones too even though they're just like you know people you've looked up to kind of finding out you exist well i mean that's like getting into kellen quinn like you know that's got to be a moment that like, like, how was that process? And like, that's one of those moments you're talking about where like when when you when we saw that and heard that song, it was like, wait a minute. She's she made it like that's huge. That's for yeah. us looking at it on the outside. It's like, what the fuck? That was those moments. And how, so how was that? Oh, yeah. No, I get that. I get that reaction a lot, too, which is really cool, because it's like if you don't like I have a lot of like uh, friends like from all over who some of them who don't know I do music and then they see the Kellen Quinn song and they lose their mind. And I'm like, 
he's just a great guy helping out some small <laughs> artists but like it's really cool to to see people react i mean i'm not gonna lie to you obviously always knew who kellen quinn was was uh like admired him as an artist but i got into sleeping with sirens late very late so i can't sit here and say i was like a day one sleeping with sirens super fan but you know i've the the more i've like gotten to work with kellen throughout the song process and like you know all of us just been like email social media we never like spoke before in like real life Mm -hmm. or like face to face but the more like i watched him support me and his collaboration on my song like the the like bigger of a fan that i was just becoming of him or you know becoming of his because he's just he's a great guy and he's doing awesome shit for you know smaller indie artists in the scene and it was yeah it was awesome working with him i i hope one day i can like walk up to him and be like hey dude um i don't even know if he <laughs> recognizes me i mean he does follow me but I, he, he does a lot that that man is like crushing it and is very well known so i'm yeah he's been great to work with so yeah, how did you get connected with him how did that whole thing like work out yeah so transparently um there was there was this website i don't know where it went um i found out and i did another podcast the other day and i mentioned it and it was like a couple weeks ago and i was like oh shit the website it's down but it was called featured x and there's there was a lot of really cool it might be back up i have not checked but a lot of cool artists in big bands and like i mean i guess a lot of it was alternative but i think they had other genres and he was one of the artists on there. So you must have been partnering with them. And basically you submit your song idea to him and then he can, you know, accept it to work on it. And that's dope. Yeah. I, I mean, he, he's worked with a lot of, well, they're my friends now, but we, I found other people who have worked with him and kind of just like spoke to them. And we even, I even collaborated like Bimo Rouge did a song with Kellen Quinn and that's how I found him. And he's on my EP. Um, So it's like Kellen has this little community of artists, as you can see, he, releases music all the time it's because he's doing a ton of collabs like that but there it's been awesome every song he's put out with like a smaller artist or any artist really has been really good that's awesome yeah hell yeah that's what a, what a good dude because we just we just broke down uh the first half of complete collapse yeah i saw that yeah he's just like so big on mental health and like i've seen sleeping with sirens a bunch of times and he always talks about how he has anxiety and like you know what he does to deal with it and he's just like all his lyrics and everything are so like based off mental health it's i, I love sleeping with sirens yeah and i love Kellen. he's the man definitely definitely would love to get him on the podcast wink wink nudge nudge <laughs> yeah one day that would be fun <laughs> put up a clip i'll tag him in it if, if that's like, it his little clips come out on social media and i'll tag him in it hell yeah That'd be yeah. fun. Oh my god. Hey, I'll make him a birthday cake. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so we normally we would normally reserve this question for Paco Cannon, but it feels appropriate to ask you, um, who hurt you? <laughs> uh, ooh. <laughs> You obviously do not have to go into that, yeah, but we're just to, listening yeah, to your EP like... and your songs in that last <laughs> the, the EP just dropped fire. We were just like, we're listening to it, and we were talking like, dude, dude, someone hurt this girl, and we're gonna fuck this person up because this is some bullshit, dude. And then yeah. all we thought about was like Parker Cannon, who hurt you. So we had to ask, but you don't have to answer that. I mean, I mean, I definitely like. I will say, no one 
maybe now but at the time no one has like no one has really hurt me like it's more of like it's more like fuck you anthems like where i just kind of mm. do my own thing you know i don't let it get that far let's just say that it's or at least in my songs i've definitely in other situations maybe not but yeah i, I it's it's more of just like no 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 no. we're not gonna do this like you're not gonna get this far and fuck me up so bad that i like write three life. albums like, about him we're not doing this but i do write a lot of my songs about the same person but i think that's that's hopefully changing i have a i'm really excited for future stuff but yeah i mean i could i could have a one person answer for that but i mean no you're kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we're kind of just like fu anthems and you know i mean fts like who hurt me my bank account <laughs> that's <Yeah>. good. <laughs> <laughs> screen oh, grab yeah. that. i want that for i want that for something later i'm gonna I'm going to ask for this whole video so I can yeah. talk out of that. I'm sorry. No, no, you know, it's perfect. That's what we want. This is yeah, great. We'll send it over. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. So uh, I guess I like you anyways. Music video dropped. Um, how was making that? I, I liked it. It was simple yet unique. And it came out fucking awesome. How was that process? Thank you. That is um, an amazing friend who's a very talented videographer me on a crazy budget because my life's on a budget um and yeah kind of a a flight and the access to um a high school that my mom works at so i was able to get the baseball field for one of the uh, schools in my hometown um which has been like recognized online every once in a while like i know uh, i did this thing with scene daddy and they were posting it a lot and like someone was like hey i know that high school i went there and i'm like fuck yeah that's awesome um so yeah i mean it was my concept i was just like let me get a band together literally none of those one of those one of the people in the um music video sings on my stuff tyler drama does a lot of my uh background vocals uh cuz his voice is like perfect for it and i'm like just sing <laughs> forever i want i want your voice on my songs um and yeah the other my the drummer one of my best friends from high school and then the guitarist a random new friend i had met online um when i was like hey i need someone to stand in and be a guitarist and look cool so yeah it came together really fast um the sun was going down we were trying to just get a couple takes honestly it was just like a two to three hour experience and i was really pleased with how well it came out that was probably my first like legit nah legit music video i mean my my friend flash did the f-u-l-o-l video but i edited mm-hmm. it so i'm like i did that like i mean <laughs> giving them credit because they're amazing <laughs> but um i felt like this one was something i gave to somebody else i had a concept and then i just like gave it and put it in somebody else's hands and i was able to put that out and it did really well i don't think i paid for any advertising on that on youtube and uh youtube recommended just kept pushing it out to people and i was getting a lot of comments from like new people that have never heard my music before and i thought that was really cool because i had never seen in the music sense from my own person from 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 my music i had never seen youtube help me out like that where yeah they pushed my my music video out and i got new fans from it like that was really cool to see that happen that's dope that's super cool I feel like that definitely doesn't happen. Um, but um, I, I honestly, I love it. I, I have two questions on the music video. One is the yellow mic. Is that your trademark? Is that like, oh, it's too far for me to grab it like, <laughs> right out of frame. I guess I could. No, actually, I'm not. No, you're good. Don't <laughs> is that like your baby? Um, Yeah, kind of. It It's funny because like 
I did. What happened? I went to, you know, NAM in California. There's this like National Association yep. of Music Makers. Did I say that right? Um, I had won like a, a president's grant from them in 2014. And so I had gone back every couple of years and like they like give me a little discount and stuff. It's really cool. Um, And so being associated with that's awesome. And then I saw MXL Mics had these like color, these pop. They're called, I forget the name of it, but they're like the MXL like pop mics. Mm-hmm. And they come in like four colors um and yeah i think i posted online one day how much i loved it but i never like bit the bullet and and bought it for some reason it was always one of those things where like i'll think about it like when i when i'm gonna use it more like maybe i'll buy it and then they reached out to me to be an mxl creator they sent me the yellow mic and then they blasted me on a bunch of pro audio magazines um while i was using it so that was really cool that was like my biggest probably collaboration i've ever got to do and now i'm just like this is this is my signature mic i have obviously like the blue and green hair my in-ear monitors match my blue and green hair but they also have (laughs) yellow um face plate to put on it to match with the mic and then like i have my op1 stand which is also yellow oh that's (laughs) sick dude fuck yeah so i mean you know I, I love yellow. I wouldn't say it's like my favorite color, but I love it a lot. And I just love that like my mic is unique and, and different and I get a lot of compliments on it. And it sounds really good. A lot of sound engineers say they really like, you know, working with it. So that's fun. That's dope, dope, dope. Um, second question. I, I want to go back to that, but I want to ask my second question before I forget. Um, I was watching the music video and it's something I always wonder. When, when you shoot music videos like that, are you guys actually playing the instruments or is it like oh yeah this is a good one like i I don't know how like obviously the drums can't be fake but like what what's the like how does that work is it real are you like screaming in the middle of a baseball field or like (laughs) yes that did happen you know you know it's so funny i wish i could just pull this out of my back pocket right now but i mean i i could in like five minutes i'm not going to though i have like raw footage of tyler because he was getting really into it right and i have him just like screaming into the camera but you don't hear anything else you just hear him be like oh my gosh like really <laughs> loud and nothing else so like that you know if you want to like really get into it um definitely like mimic it of course we play the music in the background so we had a pa system um and the song would just play over and i was i mean i'm not gonna fake it like i was singing during the thing if if i you would have yeah. if i wasn't you could have you would have been able to tell um but like, for example, um, the drummer and the guitarist didn't really know the song. Um, it was like it was kind of like we had to fake. Uh, and that wasn't that wasn't their fault. It was like just the way it was put together, like very last minute. Yeah. Um, you know, and they they both crushed it. But yeah, no, that was like that just had to they, they just faked it. And then um, when it was in the editing process, you just got to make sure it doesn't look like <laughs> know the song <laughs> and it doesn't look like that at all no, it looks no, great no. i i'm just like i'm sitting there and i'm watching like you guys are in a field and then you explain how like your mom hooked you guys up and i'm like okay like i know so many people like go out in the woods and go to but i I don't talk to a lot of artists about like how it's produced and i can only imagine sometimes they do it and sometimes they don't so i mean yeah you guys did a great job it looks yeah. fucking awesome <laughs> That's Thank cool you. Insight. Yeah, it was it was super fun. Like it it felt like really it felt like it happened really fast, and it did come together really fast. Like we got to the field only 
like an hour before we were going to shoot. And we were like, there's, you know, like a football field and like five baseball fields. It's massive back there. But the whole time we had to be like, which field are we going to use? What's going to look the best on camera? And then my mom had to call the maintenance, the the, uh, custodians and ask them to move the rain bags because it was just Mm. raining before that. So like we got these like men just coming out on the field and like pulling these giant sacks of water (laughs) off the baseball field. And I'm just like, "Uh, just for me, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Just little old me. (laughs) Exactly. I was just like, I felt like a, like not a loser, but I'm just like, man, I feel like so spoiled. Like you guys shouldn't have to do this. I even wanted to help them, but they were, they were really fast about it. (laughs) Eh, They're good. They they know, they know what they're doing. That's solid. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's great insight. I've always, I've always wondered that. Like, I've always sat there and watched music videos and been like, are they just like screaming into nothing? <laughs> like, I'll literally find the footage for you guys after and just like show you a little clip of it. It's so oh, funny. Hell yeah. It's it's oh, hell yeah. Tyler just being silly because he's not silly. He was doing. He was like, he was going all out. Um, but it just sounds really silly because you yeah. can't the music and all you hear is like like the bass is not plugged in so none of the like the guitar or the bass were not plugged in the microphone i don't think the microphone was plugged in either so you don't hear the instruments no shit that's sick it's funny that's dope um so we saw that you performed a sum 41 track uh as a tribute to their announcement that they are breaking up um how do you think they've influenced the scene? Oh my gosh. I mean, again, I feel like some 41 it was it is was so 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 big and when I was like growing up and listening to pop punk, not saying that I had, you know, found the like really niche like underground ones cuz that's not true either, but I wasn't listening to them as often as I was listening to like other pop punk artists, but they get brought up all the time um Mm -hmm. i do love a handful of their songs it's just kind of like a no-brainer like this is good music this is what you know pop punk is this is what rock is like it just it was just like an obvious like no-brainer to me i never even questioned just kind of like my chemical romance like all american rejects like these were just bands that did it and they were it they were the it they were the it girlies of the scene. So it's like, I never thought about it like that. I mean, they were super influential. You know, they play it every emo night, no matter where I go. It's like, it's always playing. So yeah, I got to do that um, song at like a, a brewery battle of the band. So unfortunately it wasn't just to, it wasn't a tribute to them because it was last year, but I was excited to be able to like use that uh, show to, to post and like, you know, say, oh, yeah. say thanks just for them being so influential on all of us as artists. That's dope. And yeah, I feel absolutely. like me and Batch were talking about this. We talked about it on the last podcast. Or yeah, because yeah, they just announced it. But we were just saying like how like I feel like even as big as they were, I still feel like they were underrated for like because they were yeah, surrounded by like the Blinks, the Green Days, the MCRs, the Panics, the Fall Out Boys. Then you had Sum 41, which was more punk ish, you know, rock punk than it was the pop punk. That was the hit for like the early 2000s. So I feel like even though they did go huge. I feel like they still got like this underrated value to them. And then people are now when they come and they're like, hey, we're leaving. It's like, oh, you were so influential and we're so great. We had you. And like, I'm happy they're doing a, a final tour and they are doing what's best for them. Um, but it was it was something that we were thinking about while while reading about that. Yeah, that's that's a good point to me. I guess they I, I guess it just depends on because I 
not to sound like a pose or anything, but I didn't really <laughs> meant to blink 182 or I mean, Green Day, I guess like you can't avoid Green Day. It always played. Um, mm-hmm. But like, I, I guess some 41 was a little bit more of that, like, oh, these are the this is the it band. So that's an interesting perspective because I never saw them as like underappreciated, you know, but yeah. I guess to an extent like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And I guess I wouldn't say like underappreciated. I just say more like they were just like, I don't know, at least where I grew up, it was like. Yeah, it, it was like, like people just burner. looked at them as like all killer and no filler, and then that other record with like in too deep and stuff on it, and now they were just like, yeah, that's that band that sings, you know, in too deep, aren't they? Yeah, they have like a million other songs, but sure, we'll just go with that. Right. <laughs> their yeah, their hits were hits, like their oh, hits for were sure. what they were known for, and you know, I can I like I do. There are some of the songs from them that are did not make it like you know, super big like the other ones. But I, yeah, I could see what you mean that that was, that makes sense. So I wanted to, this was going backwards a little bit and forward at the same time, I guess with what our layout is here, but fashion and you are like the same thing. Cause like, you're just super fashionable and you have this super crazy, like, you know, style to you. Are you like huge on fashion or is it something that like you just, Wear you know, you put you want, together you're just who you are, or is it something like you're actually like, I don't know, like you watch and look up things and you're interested in that? That's so Because your style is crazy cool. That's really cool that you think that. Thank you. Um, I, I had this conversation one other time before brought up about like, you know, questioning me and my fashion. It's funny because I never, in my opinion, I was never good and I was never fashionable. I was never like knowledgeable on fashion i never i don't know i what i feel like i most of the time barely knew how to pick out clothes in high school and i just like <laughs> i did wear a uniform so like that didn't help my self-expression <laughs> um but i didn't really know like what i liked and what i should wear so it was just like whatever was trending at the time like i would try it and I never saw myself as a fashionable person or somebody who would associate like good fashion i think where that comes from now is my love for branding and like design and like you know how like that all incorporates like that all comes together with an artist so it's like um you know it's not just the music now it's the visuals it's like the hair it's the colors so it's almost fake it's like I'm marketing for myself you know it's like being my own marketing like agency right and Mm -hmm the things that I pick out for my artist project, like I don't wear them all the time. Like if I'm going to a part like a Hollywood party and I know there's going to be a lot of people in the scene, I'm going to go in my closet and pick out something that Leah would wear on stage and go out in that. And I think that's just also me being like, you know, finding that brand identity and like sticking with it. And then when I go places now and I see something like a shirt, like, this gorilla shirt like at urban outfitters like i'm like oh leah would wear that that's cool. <laughs> do it whereas like i don't know most of the time i'm just wearing like an oversized t-shirt and leggings or you know just like ripped jeans i guess that is a style in itself yeah. but i think it has to do with like it's me like it all that's me it's just like the persona that i you know kept for myself and i guess it a lot of it does come from not being able to have that expression as a kid or uh, like i I don't know. I dressed kind of like a tomboy as a kid, but like I said, I, I, I went to Catholic school most of my life, so I wore uniforms all the time. And then I did sports, and like 
and show choir. So like it was either costumes or uniforms or sports outfits. And like, I never really had the uh, chance to like get creative with my, my outfits. So maybe this is just like me exercising all that at once, <laughs> but thank you. It's <laughs> awesome to like hear someone say I'm fashionable. Cause I just like, it doesn't, I don't think of it like that. I'm just like, Oh cool. Like this is a bright color. It, it looks good. And it feels like a vibe. <laughs> Honestly. And that's Fucking like rice. the best and that's the best thing anyways, because like you're just being who you are. And it just when I look at like your Instagram and, and just who you are through like social media, it's like the first thing you notice is the vibrant, the 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 eccentric colors, the the you know, it's just an explosion. Just like, you know, happy never ending is like right in your face. The blue is vibrant. The fucking letters are gooey. Like it's like you're all about like that catch grab signature and, you know, and. I think that's awesome that you can express yourself that way, even if it is like a, yo, what's what's Leah going to do for her Instagram today? And how is that going to people going to grab that? Or it's just like, yo, I just fucking like this shit. And that's like pop punk, punk, whatever it is. I don't care. Country too. like just being yourself is all that matters and like not being held, you know, restricted and felt like you need to be accountable for what you wear is like that's what's important is just being you and like. I think that answer is perfect. Even if you said like, oh, no, I love fashion. I watch fashion shows. I, I do this for that A, A, B, C reason. Like, that's cool, too. But I think it's even more badass that it's just like, yo, I just like big T-shirts and leggings. And that's whatever I think is going to, like, catch someone's attention and whatever I'm feeling. I think that's even like that's even dope. So. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. I mean, hell yeah. I'm glad to hear that. Thank you. <laughs> hell yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. And then with that. um. I wanted to mention you have a farewell LA show coming up on five sixteen. Yes. I, I wanted to talk about that because I know we earlier we were what's up? Nothing. Oh I'm saying yep. <laughs> oh, sorry. I thought you said something. I was like, no, oh shit. I, said, yep, I fucked yep, up. Yep. Um so you have the farewell LA tour. Um so what's going on? You're moving to Nashville. If you want to talk about it, cool. If not, no worries at all. Um, what's going on with that? You got that cool ass show coming to say goodbye to everybody. Is that the deal? Yeah, kind of. Um, I did get put on it a little last minute. Uh, one of my best friends is host is co-hosting it with We Found New Music. So I've done a We Found New Music in, in like Breaking Sound. Like these are big uh showcase names in LA. And so I've done a We Found New Music before, and so this is going to be another one. I'm really excited because it's being co-hosted with a good friend of mine. Um, but yeah, she was just like, I know this is super close to when you're like getting in your car. And uh, initially I was just like, ah, I can't handle that. I don't want to like stress myself out. But I thought about it and I'm like, there's so many people I want to see, so many people that have been reaching out and like so many people I couldn't see because I'm just too scrambled. And I'm like, this would be a perfect opportunity to... Uh, you know, get to like do one last show in L. Cause it's, it, I mean, I perform all over the place, but LA was my home base for the past four and a half years. So I performed a lot here. And there's only so many times you can invite your friends out to see you perform in your city, you know? So, I mean, personally, mm -hmm. especially LA, it's very oversaturated with um a lot of the same like level shows that people are always asking uh, people to come out to. And, and a lot of us don't drop new music you know, enough to be doing like we have a show a month in L.A. Like we're not dropping new music and having a new set list every single time. So I uh, I tried to hold back a little bit on uh, some of the shows I have been doing in L.A., um, but I was really excited to take this one. First of all, like great lineup of people that I am friends with that I'm really excited to see perform. But um, yeah, uh, just to be able to kind of 
hit the pop punk stuff one more time while I'm here. Um, you know, getting in the car two, three days after that and driving to Nashville with my mom and my cat. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, gonna pursue music out there for a slightly more affordable price, but we'll definitely be when you know that's like the reasoning, right? Like my producers out there, uh, it's more affordable to live out there. There's a lot of people that I want to work with out there that I just, you know, I've been flying to see, but I rather just kind of home base it there. If I get to be on a tour, you know, it's an easier spot to leave from. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know a lot of people that do that too, but the back and forth from Nashville to LA is very much a thing. And everyone I see in Nashville, I see in LA. And it's really funny because we like are all flying like back and forth. And it's when am I going to see this person in like, you know, the other state, like you don't live in LA, but I see you in LA and then I see you mm. in Nashville when I'm there. So it's going to be the same thing. Um, so I'm not really worried about like missing out on stuff over here because I, you know, I'll be able to hop back and forth, but it'll be a nice farewell LA. I, I haven't been like, I mean, I don't mind that it's on like a podcast. It's not like I'm hiding anything, Um, but I just, I'm not like telling people that I'm moving. <laughs> Like uh, you know, oh, like I got you. Oh. on social media, I'm telling my my friends, like anyone who asks me, I'm not gonna like lie to them and say I'm not. But yeah, it's it's been cool. I think uh, someone that I am playing some shows with in June, which I haven't announced yet, but um, he he was like, uh, hey, I have a show going on in. Actually, two people did this the other day to me. I have a show going on in Jersey. Like, if you want to come tonight, and I'm like, I'm not in Jersey, but I love. <laughs> I am. Like, that's the best. It's like, if you think I'm in the places that I say I am, I could be there in a heartbeat, Um, you know, if something comes up and I, I have an opportunity to take. But yeah, it's kind of just like, I don't want to make it like this big flashy thing on social media. Like, I want people to know that I'm I'm like still everywhere all at once, anytime. <laughs> Hell yeah. Dope. Dope. I respect that. Yeah, we have uh, we have quite a few friends in Nashville, too, that um, I don't know if you know Matty Arsenal. He's the manager for um, Touche Amore. I mean, not Touche, Sherry Amore. Sherry Amore. Oh, okay, okay. I don't, I, I don't know who who he is now. But... He's a lead singer of um, a Lost oh, Words. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, John Ryan from Keep Flying. Yes, I yeah. love John. Yeah. He's out there. He's in Nashville. Yeah. Taylor Acorns in Nashville. Yep. Also a friend uh, of oh, mine. Yeah. It's funny, her and I have done shows in different states where we like, she's one of the people where I like see in other places. And so we run into each other a lot, which is really cool. But yeah, yeah. All great people. Oh, that's, I yeah, know it's exciting. It's good to yeah. be around these people that, I mean, it's funny because yeah, I saw John in uh, South by Southwest in Texas and then he was in LA for their tour. And so we yep. just, we connected. Like it's, it's just easy to to connect like that because we're all musicians on the run and on the road. So it's, you know, no matter where we are, you know, Oh yeah. Run into each other. Yeah. That's he's awesome. uh he's our homie. He's the man. We love Johnny. Ah, I only hear, I mean, I, I've, I've just became friends with him in the past, like two months, but I've only ever heard amazing things. Oh, just the best dude. Once he's down. your friend, your family, that's the yeah. type of guy he is. That's he's not going to ask. He's not going to ask you how you're doing and get want the like the bullshit answer. He's going to be like, how are you doing? Tell me really how you're doing. Like he cares yeah. about so many people. <laughs> yeah, he really does. I've yeah, he's been really cool. I can't wait to connect with him more, especially in Nashville. I mean, he'll probably be on the road. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, right. They're always doing. Something. Oh, they're always. Yeah, he's always, you know, but like to what Steve said, I went and saw him last weekend and uh, 
you know, he knows me and Steve really well. So Steve wasn't there. And uh, he's like, where's our boy? And I was like, oh, he's at home. <laughs> and he goes, is everything good? Or is he like, you know, not doing good? And that's why he didn't come. Because if that's why, we're we're leaving and going to get him. <laughs> and I was like, no, no. His, you know, his wife's just sick. Like, he's taking care of her and stuff like that. And uh, he was like, all right. Because if it's anything else, you tell me and we'll go get him. <laughs> that makes my heart really happy. Yeah, he's just he's just the best dude. Wow. Best dude. So, you know, you'll you'll be with you'll be in good hands in Nashville for sure. Absolutely. Um so your music style, you mentioned it that it changed kind of from like more poppy to like a pop punk direction. Um, was that kind of like a natural thing, or did you just like wake up one day and be like, you know what? I kind of want to do this pop punk thing. Let's see how this goes. I think it was a natural progression with like an end goal in mind at a certain time. Probably when I started seeing artists in my similar like realm make music that I felt like I wanted to make and that I knew I could make. Mm-hmm. Um, I like decide. I, I mean, yeah, at one point I was just like, fuck it. I'm going to go all in. Like, let's, let's do something crazy. Cause like when I was working with Chase, so I had, I had, like, when did I release things? I think I, I had my pop stuff. <laughs> it's to make up, get over yourself. Did really well, but never like honed in on a fan base. Just kind of like did well on playlisting. And then I released like, I released a song called Anyone. And that was like a one-off. Um, I worked with the one producer and then that was our time together. And that was like a little bit more rock. And then I was like, oh God, I really want to be doing this. Like, <laughs> Why am I not creating like rock music? Because I, I, I mean, even like classic rock was I was huge on that growing up, and I would always just sing like rock and roll like growing up. So I just it just felt like natural. And then, you know, I purposefully was like, all right, let's bake, let's put out Jersey Boy, let's have this Celine kind of pop. I worked with Joey Pepe, who uh, has been working on some awesome stuff out here in LA recently, but he did that record for me, and then um he has a lot of pop and pop like like newer pop punk influences and so that was like my slow transition into like the other stuff but at the time I was making Jersey Boy I believe Chase reached out to me to work together and he did a remix to me he knows this but to me that was like a trial for him I was like all right let's just like see what you do like I want to see how you work and what you create and so I gave him this song to do a remix of and he crush it out of the park it's out um but he did like a little disco remix that was when the um wombat song i think was it called um the greek tragedy greek tragedy right that was when um let me make sure i got that right because i'm yes cool. <laughs> um that was when that song the remix of that song popped off so i was like yeah chase make it like this like let's see what let's see what like happens and he crushed it and then i was like yeah let's work together i want to see what we can make um and then like you know we got into f-u-l-o-l and i guess mm-hmm. I love you anyway where, which were the next songs we started working on together and that's like once i like chase and i working together like we're chaotic like we're definitely really interesting um you know duo when it comes to music but once we started working together i just knew that this was the right place to be and like that's when i was like all right this moving forward 
it's gonna be pop punk and then like you know all these other artists that are like in the scene like started kind of we're all kind of like circling around each other and supporting each other and i'm like yeah this is sick this is sick so it was a progression that was a really long-winded answer no, no. <laughs> but, that was perfect yeah yeah <laughs> i mean it would have been lame if you were just like yeah it was natural what's next yeah like <laughs> no that was like... perfect answer you gave us great stuff yeah that was good <laughs> um i do want to i do want to ask real quick um like off the air type thing um if you want us to take anything out like with the moving oh, yeah. stuff just let us know please i there's no we do not whatever you need we're gonna yeah, give yeah. you i appreciate that i'm an open book and i feel like i feel like i've been media trained well enough to like all right with everything that i say fair enough said something weird like i would definitely say something but no no you're good you can leave everything in all right cool i just wanted to throw that out there because i was listening to you and i was like oh i'd feel bad if like we aired this and then she's like you know what i really didn't want that (laughs) i like everything like i really don't have anything to hide i'm not i'm a very open person and i want like i want that to come across all the time so it's fine cool Sweet. sweet sweet All right, I got to ask, um, did I see this right? Did you visit Nintendo World? I did. Okay, I know you, I I could have swore I saw her. I don't know if I was, because I was doing research. I could have swore. Were you on a podcast and talked about it? Or was it yeah, like? Yeah, uh, okay. I, I did the Nick Major uh, show with Adobe Radio. And that's what it was. asked me about it a lot. So you probably saw it from that. I did. Okay, that's what it was. All right, so without getting too crazy into it, just tell tell me how amazing it was real quick. Oh, yeah. but do you want to hear the truth? <laughs> Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't know. I, I started it off way too negative. It okay, okay, okay. Visually, visually insane felt like you were in a Mario game. Like it, it was better than like what you would play on your screen. Like it no visually shit. was beautiful. Um it was early access. The park was still insanely crowded. We did not get the power-up bands because we had... So during early access, we only had, like, two-hour windows to, like, go in. And if you had, like, a different color wristband, like, you could only go in during this time. And mm-hmm. so we were, like... We walked in. We're, like, okay, we got to go to the Toad Stool Cafe. We got to ride the the Mario Kart ride. We got to walk around. But we didn't, like, think about the power-up bands. So... We missed out on any of the interactive stuff while walking around, which is like oh, a shit. huge part. Of um, it was just really crowded. The best part, well, okay, I'm gonna get to the best part at the end because I will say we we waited in line for the um the Mario Kart ride and it broke down like a ton, so we just walked off of that, like went and got like a snack at the Toadstool Cafe. They're like boba. They had like this bubble tea, but it was like all these different like types of like boba and like gummies and stuff. Really good. Really good. I really liked that. <laughs> um, I wish they had like really fun, like, you know, Nintendo themed alcoholic beverages, but, you know, for kids. So I guess the that Yoshi swirl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, Jurassic Park has it, so I can Nintendo will not have it. But um, Mario Kart ride, we finally did get to go on it. it. They were just about to close the park and they let us in. Um Okay, the let me just I'm trying to like, let me do a chronological. <laughs> so like walking through because we went in at the last moment and they let us in, but they didn't let anyone in after us. No one was in the queue line. So we got to go in the empty queue line and it was beautiful. Like I don't know if, if you guys have ever been to Hogwarts and like the rides and stuff like but if you know like how the queue line is, it's like super extravagant and like yeah. it feels like you're in Harry Potter and like like in the like movies and everything. So that's what this felt like except no one was around us so I, I like just looking at all the stuff on the wall i'm like oh my god it's my favorite thing in the world 
being brought to life in front of me cannot replace that moment ever that was like my favorite part of the whole thing i i love it for that um the mario kart ride sucked it was so unfortunately disappointing and you know i I, i'm a big thrill seeker so i really like thrilling rides um even the like harry potter hogwarts ride was is really scary like i closed my eyes at the spider (laughs) i don't even really watch harry potter but i love that ride um the the mario kart ride was just like it was not it 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 definitely goes a little slow but people were like saying what do you expect it's a kid's ride um the augmented reality i i own two vr headsets and i love video games and so having these glasses on during the ride i would have preferred there be no glasses or a full vr headset Mm. it was like janky you couldn't see anything it felt like i had eight eyes um, the controls were a little weird and you were just kind of like shooting. So it just, it was just, it hurt my head. And I'm like, maybe I'm too old <laughs> for this now. I don't know. <laughs> it shouldn't be, but that was, that was pretty disappointing. Um, the rainbow road part of it was definitely the coolest, but that was because it was just a lot of like visual movements that you felt yeah. like moving like crazy. Um, but it definitely looked cooler on the TikToks I saw. So I was pretty disappointed in that. Um, And then I got into like all these long conversations that I'm still talking about with people about how like Super Nintendo World or Super Mario World is like being made like the physical place being made for kids and not adults. But I'm like, I know you want kids to pick it up and love it. But like us adults are the people that are the ones that grew up on it. And we're the ones that still spend hundreds of dollars on Switch games and playing all these nostalgic games on like old systems like we're seeking out old systems just to relive those moments and then like pass them down to like our kids and whatever so i i I have like a mixed feelings on like how kid focused it was where i feel like it could have been a more family oriented like could have been everybody we could have pleased everybody but that's my hot take on it i've said it and every time i've talked about it i think i've shared that same <laughs> it is what it is. I'm still very yeah. grateful I got to go though. Like I can't believe I got to experience that for sure. That's definitely That's... cool. For sure. Sounds like an amazing, confusing yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening, I'm like, bro, I'd be so fucking confused if I had AIs at the time going in this thing, fucking yeah. like, what the hell is going on? But at the same time, it's kinda cool, but at the, I don't know what's supposed to be happening. <laughs> like I would exactly. feel I would feel very confused. <laughs> That sums it up. <laughs> nope, nope. So you said in there you're a big video game person. What do you play? Because I'm also a big. So I only I it's it's so like snobby of me, but I mean I've played other systems, but I'm really like I'm like like a soul like Nintendo stan. Um, okay. I, I've grown up on like I had a Game Boy. My cousins had a Sega and like a Super Nintendo, and I would play with that with them. Um, I've owned every DS, every Game Boy, and except the right, the first one. I had a Game Boy Color was my first one. Sorry. Um, and then <laughs> like a Switch. I have the regular Switch and the OLED. Had a Wii. Um, yeah. So just like growing up on Nintendo and it being such a huge part of like every single year of my life, I've just remained very loyal to Nintendo. Um, okay. I've never owned another system. I don't know if I ever will. The idea is oh. cool, but it's like there's already so many games like that Nintendo puts out. I don't know how I'm gonna make time for True. another system. But um, if it is like other games, like I will say, I I've only played it a little bit. But when my roommate and I moved to LA, Red Dead Redemption Two came out. Oh my and god! We didn't have jobs, 
and he bought Red Dead oh. Redemption 2 and we barely had furniture and we'd set it up in the apartment and and I never really played the game like he'd let me take the control and like mess around with it for a little bit but I watched the entire gameplay and that like one of the most incredible games I've ever seen in my life. I named yes. my cat after our third, no, after our second horse, or maybe it was a third horse. <laughs> and it was, it, her name's Bear. It was literally like the freaking, like, you know, CPU came up with the name. You know what I mean? Like, it, it was the stupidest thing ever, but I was oh, like, yeah. That's naming my cat after that horse. <laughs> yeah, that was, that that game, and I mean, the first one, the first Red Dead, and then The Last of Us 1 and 2, I like, good things the the best games i've ever played like hands down far and away that red dead game like i never got bored with it and it's so long and it takes forever but i never was like oh my god when is this gonna end i just was like i never want this to end this is the best thing ever (laughs) like so good insane absolutely like the graphics like the storyline like it it became like my entire personality for like my first few months in LA and I didn't I, I never really even sat down and played it myself like it was just me watching it yeah. and I think with other systems I have a really fun time like watching YouTube gamers like play yes. systems like the play, PlayStation and Xbox and stuff like that and so I enjoy watching gameplay but anything that I'm playing is mainly Nintendo. Uh, I've been into like I've been really into like third party, some third party games recently. Like obviously Stardew Valley is pretty huge, and then Night School Studios, which is like their company has like um, Oxenfree and uh, After Party, and then they have a couple for Steam. But like one of my favorite games of all time, I the new Oxenfree comes out in July, and I'm like so excited to play. My background on my computer is like the After Party, <laughs> like thing. So that was that's like third party you know uh, for the switch and stuff like that's been really cool um and then you know i got really got into zelda which it's mm. tears of the kingdom release day and i don't have it because i haven't beat breath of the wild yet and i refuse to buy tears of the kingdom until i beat breath of the wild <laughs> that, that whole game that, that changed my life too breath of the wild literally like changed my whole view on gaming and i got so into zelda like retroactively because i was like I I didn't even know I picked it up. I got the Switch and I was like, let's see what what Nintendo's doing these days. Like, let me buy the two most popular games, Odyssey and Breath of the Wild. And then I got into Breath of the Wild and I I could not put it down. Like I, I I've been happily playing that game for years. <laughs> so yeah. what are you what are what are like your top games? I know you probably mentioned most of them, but like what are your top like if you could give me like three to five games right now that like oh, oh whether they're OGs or new, like what are your go tos? Damn. Okay. Okay, yep. So number one is going to be Herbs, Sims in the City for Nintendo DS. Okay. Um, For some reason, that game was pivotal for my childhood. It was so freaking fun, and I have such a fond memory of that. Um, I don't know if any of these are going to come out in the right order, because I kind of feel like I feel like a lot of them are more recent. Like, definitely Breath of the Wild is going to be on my top. Stardew Valley. Mm. Um animal crossing like just yeah <laughs> like, really, that was the pandemic for me i i mean i only have 270 ish hours like people have thousands of hours on that but that that took over my life like that was like the saving grace of like 2020 and 2021 for me personally um was, my sister was the same way she's obsessed it's so good i'm not like I don't know. I don't like love farming simulator games. Like they have to have a story to them. Like they have to be. I mean, not that Animal Crossing does. That's the one exception. 
like it's a build shit i guess but like stardew valley for example it's like that's like a lot for me to get into um it like i kept trying to pick it up and being like i have to like this i bought it for 16 dollars. but i eventually like finally really got into it now i have a book in my freaking oh that's awesome that has like all the stuff about it like i, I know all about it it's so fucking nerdy um <laughs> what other game i want to say I mean, in regards to games that I never played, but I've watched gameplay of, I love... Do you know Danganronpa? I don't. It's an anime. No. Which I've never been into. I mean, I've heard the <laughs> when I watch them. They're good, Um, but I don't... Danganronpa? Really what is it? It's, it's like Danganronpa. I, it, Danganronpa. <laughs> oh, I was spelling that way oh, wrong. <laughs> I was spelling Dank, like D-A-N-K. <laughs> Uh, it, it's an anime about like uh this like evil bear that basically gets all these like teens or whatever like kids to come into a school and be part of a school. Except I'm kind of smiling it if you don't mind, but um, well, I, yeah, yeah, I'm it's good. like it's they're like broadcasting to like the real world and then like they like kill them off one by one. It's it's super brutal. <laughs> what the fuck? So, Jesus Christ. <laughs> gruesome and they have it for um it is a tv show which i've watched the whole tv show but they have it uh is it on steam i'm like how are people playing this game i watched the whole thing though and i'm like it it came out on switch but i'm like i already watched like hours of this gameplay i was obsessed i was obsessed with that for a while it says the series primarily surrounds various groups of apparent high school students who are forced into murdering each other by a robotic teddy bear (laughs) Oh my god. There's a Let's lot. go. It's a whole series, but the one that I'm talking about is like the game. I I think Okay. It's there's a TV show on it and it's like the main game. Like there's a ton of games, but it's like the main one I think like people are playing in the US. I don't know. I have no I don't even know how I fucking found it. Like it's so <laughs> I can't even tell you. I was just I was obsessed. And that that shit's so good. Like, like I was on the edge of my seat like every single day just like watching That's my sick. So that was crazy, but that and like yeah, like I said, oxen free and after party. I feel like though that's my list. I'm definitely forgetting some though. But oh, WarioWare smooth no, not the smooth moves. What's the one before that? The the Game Boy Advance one. That one. Uh, really, I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I I I don't play many video. I would love to play video. I just don't really have a spot to play it. Like I like uh I would I'd love to. My sister would be like going balls yeah, deep with my, this conversation my fiance would be <laughs> all over it but she'd be like i know this game i know that game she'd be like oh you love that storyline i like, i don't know what what i, I heard furby i don't know <laughs> i don't even know what the hell that has to do with it that's dope though I, i'm yeah i'm that makes me ha- i love when other people like like i don't do that as much but like i love hearing how passionate and excited like you, you could just tell you just went off you're like oh dude this 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 and it that makes me happy. I like because, okay, like, start, yeah, I go off on this stuff. If you bring it up once, like, I will literally go off. But you know why? It's because, and I've made this realization just recently. I don't like books. I've never mm. read a reader, and the way, and I don't watch a lot of TV either. Like, I'm not a huge movie television person. Like, it's really just like video games and music for me. And so, video games was like my reading. Like, that's how I mm. got into stories and that's how i got into storytelling just kind of like how film is how some people get into storytelling you know so yeah video games did that for me and i think that's really cool i don't like don't take them away from people like they can they change their lives like i don't know yeah I don't know. no i agree yeah 100 percent. it's like how we feel about music like don't take music away like music changes lives like ah. it saves lives like it's it's huge so absolutely 
Dope stuff. Um, all right. Well, we got a few more questions. If you're if you're good, and and then we'll let you go. If that's all right, I don't I don't know how much time you have, so I don't want to. I have. I mean, I have a decent amount of time. I I don't have much going on. I think I'm like hanging out with a friend, but he's not even off work yet, so I'm chilling. Well, piece Sweet. of shit. You call him right now. <laughs> Just call. <him. laughs> I knew he wasn't off work yet. I called him earlier. <laughs> She's. Are you done yet? No, I still got five hours. I just started. We've had Damn that it. happen. Hours. I don't have that time. <laughs> I'm already out without him. If he's not ready by then. <laughs> there's that. There's that. All right. Well, we'll we'll keep spinning yeah. around here. Um. Sweet. Cool. Just wanted to double check. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Cool. So, uh, obviously, you have your influences, and I- I'm curious as far as like what other people think you sound like. So, for our, for instance, uh, when I'm listening to your music, the first things that came to my head were, and I want to know if you ever heard this before. I I got all American reject vibes. Mm. Um, I got um, Avril Lavigne. I got Taylor Swift and Taylor Acorn all mixed in one little freaking ball, and that's the vibe that I was getting from you when I was listening to. This. But now, when you say Mayday Parade, I can hear yeah. that influence as well. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to know if you ever got any of those before. Wow. Okay. Um, all American Rejects. I feel like I might have gotten once, but that's like awesome because i i feel like that makes sense like i like that's like something i wouldn't say i sound like but i am like that's amazing like i love that and i want people to tell me that more for sure um who else what was a uh... oh avril lavigne all time avril lavigne yeah if, if you are and this is no shade this is literally no shade because these are amazing women but if you are a woman in pop punk you will get compared to Haley williams or avril lavigne and i don't get compared to paramore at all so it's always avril lavigne but like fuck yeah (laughs) she's amazing um so that's yeah someone commented on my music video like i it was three months ago i just saw it yesterday and it said um this reminds me of some 41 and avril lavigne and i'm like fuck yeah that's awesome that's sick dude yeah like goals let's go goals Um, (laughs) i love that um Taylor Swift makes a lot of sense because as a teen, I was very influenced by her. I love her music. I don't want to yeah. like write music like her, um, but I think she was so influential on everybody, and like I will give her credit. Um, Taylor Acorn, that I've never been compared to her before. Um, I also just kind of discovered her. Um, she would like pop up on my for you page every once in a while, but I started becoming a fan when we started getting to know each other and so i started to like listen to her a ton more after we did like a show together and now i'm obsessed with her music and she's so fucking talented so that's been really fun um so that's also a huge compliment i want to say what do people like that's the thing is i don't i don't really know like who to be compared my chase my producer i don't think he'd compare me to this band but he always brings them up weezer so i thought that wow was really Huh, yeah, like when we're writing together in the studio, like a lot of it's a lot of Weezer influences come up, um, which might be like the surfy, like okay, positive, yeah. joyful aspect of my music. Um, but I don't know. I that was pretty cool. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I love hearing what people would compare my sound to because I have a really hard time saying that what I think it sounds like because yeah. I know yeah. who I'm influenced by, and so I would just say it sounds like that. It doesn't, but I would say that, you know? So, yeah. yeah. 
so, sometimes I get I got I've gotten this also a huge compliment. I gotten meet me at the altar before. Okay. Oh I wow. Got that. I got and that I love, a little bit. I love their new stuff. Their new stuff yeah. is more along the lines of like stuff that I would make. I think their old stuff was a little too like dum, 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 like oh, for I create some music, breakdowns. Music. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's that's all that I could think of right now. But that's really cool to hear. I always get, and it's so fucking annoying because. It's like, <laughs> look wise it's not based on my music i always oh, I already know i already go. know here we go we didn't bring it up for that reason we did, yeah we didn't say it for that <laughs> we reason. Didn't, i swear I it. we didn't me? say it leah said it leah said no you it. say it say it again go ahead yeah, billy eilish yeah yep. see she yep, said it we didn't she do it. said it we didn't bring it up this time <laughs> so it's like it doesn't matter what my music sounds like that i get compared to billy eilish every single day of my life and i mean I mean, well, I, I don't love her music, but she's wicked talented. She's so talented. She's beautiful. Like, call me best person to be compared to for sure. It is a little tricky, though, because I, you know, want to be recognized for my own music and stuff. And it's hard. Yeah. I go yeah. everywhere. We'll say Billie Eilish. And but my friends and, you know, people have told me turn that into a positive experience and tell oh, me about your music, because now you'll tell a bunch of people who think you look like Billie Eilish that you're a musician, too. So. Or you could just yeah. be like, yeah, she kind of stole my thing. She she met yeah. me first, she and then me. she blew up. I did come <laughs> first. It's true. See, that's what I'm See, saying. She bit your style. We, you heard what it here first. Shit. <laughs> I do. I will say, fashion wise, and I think that it, it. I I think subconsciously, maybe not subconsciously. I think I don't want to admit it. I definitely get inspiration from her style, yeah. um, fashion wise, because as somebody who like. I think she looks I think she looks the most like me than I've ever seen anyone else but I know we look very different too but as somebody who like has similar facial features and like similar skin tone and eye colors and body shapes it's like I know what will look good on me because I saw Billie Eilish wear it so yeah yeah, yeah. that's kind of dope I like yeah. that spin that's, yeah that's funny though because before the podcast we were talking and we both literally like dude we're not bringing that up like there's there's like there's no need to bring that up because I feel <laughs> yeah. like it's something she hears and hates. I, I wish we recorded it. We literally said that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny that I mean, it, yeah, it, I'm used to it. So it doesn't it doesn't offend me, but it does make me go. Hmm. But uh, I was working with like this this one publicist a while ago and I told her I wanted to dye my hair green and blue. And I used to just have the blue on both sides. And she and I, I I hear this like in my head all the time, but I I don't regret doing what I did. But she was just like, the minute you dye your hair green, people are gonna start calling you Billie Eilish, and then it's gonna be difficult for you to like. She didn't say like stay relevant, but like just to like pick up, you know, get press on me if it's like, why wow, it's so special about Leah if she already has Billie Eilish's look, and like very valid, very valid point, and something I've definitely, um, been concerned about, but like. The other half of me is like, I don't give a fuck. I want to look like this, so I'm going to do it. Yeah, anyway. fuck it. Fuck them. Go. <laughs> exactly. So whatever. And now the blue and green sticking. You know, it's a yeah. thing now. I went to the hair salon yesterday, and I almost like, like, I've been thinking about changing it up. But I'm like, I can't do that. Like, Kellen Quinn <laughs> literally commented on my Instagram with a blue and green heart. Why would I change ah, it? See, yeah, you can't now. Sold. You can't now. Exactly. Now, my, me and my fiance were talking today when we were listening to you in the car. And I said that I got big yours truly vibes from you. And she said she got Stand Atlantic. Ah, that's so. sick. I love Stand Atlantic. I don't know why. Stand Atlantic and Hot Milk, I feel like, are newer artists. Hot Milk. Oh, yeah. Like, 
inspired by for sure. That's cool. Yours truly is great too. I uh I don't listen to them too much, but I have a couple songs saved. Hell yeah. That's it's good for my like self identity. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> no, it's, good to, it's good to hear this though, because like I don't know. I, I like I don't think people tell me enough that like, hey, I would kind of compare yourself to this. And so I thank you because it helps me. Yeah. Absolutely. It's yeah. Complex, so, you know, it's good. I think I think I mean for me and Batch, like one of the things I feel like a lot of people do it, maybe subconsciously, but because we're buddies and we like the same music, I think like one of the first things anytime we hear a new artist or an artist new song or a new album, I think the first thing we literally do, like, and if you listen to our podcast, you literally will hear us compare everybody to everyone because it's just like it gives the listener like something to relate to. And like we try and pick a band that, you know, is more well known, but like it's just the first thing that comes to most of our brains like yeah running around today i was listening to music and i was just like all american rejects it's so weird like maybe that's the vibe and then i'd listen again i'm like yeah that's the vibe but then it's like but then it turns into like who you are and it's a good like you know relation to what you're listening to but also it's like it's cool to see like how you've transformed yourself i feel like a lot of people do it i maybe whether they know it or not yeah yeah absolutely i mean um fuck what was i gonna say i just like blanked i don't know i rambled and i lost what i was even saying so it's cool i was like what the fuck is my point people people like uh, shouldn't ever expect to be original especially if you're an artist like you're you're getting in you're being influenced by all these artists that you're listing like i'm influenced by all of them you know so i think it's it's really cool to to like put that even yeah to new fans to put that other artists in their mind and be like oh maybe i'll like this because you know, somebody said it sounded like this one day, and I think that's a great thing. I th- think sometimes people can get a little, like, caught up in that, and, like, not, not offended, but, like, a little bothered, and I don't... Yeah. I think it's a great thing. Yeah, because I, I mean... That. Yeah, we've... We do it, like, me and Steve will do it all the time. Like, we found a band called um, Like Roses. I don't know if you've heard of them. I think they're from the L.A. area. They're from California, I know that. But, yeah, but yes, yes. Um, Steve messaged me about them and was like, "We found the female story so far." And the last time he said that was when we found Stan Atlantic, and I was like, "Oh shit! Like this is gonna be fucking good." And then, like, I listened and I was like, "That's it! That's fucking it!" Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, and that's good for them then. Like, that's a yeah. win. That's it. Yeah. So cool. it, it, that's sick. Hell yeah. You got now let me. Oh, go yeah, ahead. I got. I got one more like question, um, and then we can kind of do our normal thing. Okay. Um, uh, so, so as being a female singer in a genre that I feel is starting to push out more female awareness, like front lead singers and bands oh, in yeah. general, uh, which I think it's it's about fucking time, and it right. needs to be pushed even more um, to like the norm because a lot of people. Uh, well, always all oh, pop punk. It's you. You don't hear about like unless it's the Avils or the Par- yeah, Paramores, and it's like this generation that we have coming up with female artists is, I, bro, it's blowing the fucking smoke out of the water with all these other artists. It's it's incredible because you you grew up with without them, honestly, and and I feel like there's still a stigma on women being in a pop punk band or a rock band or anything that's heavier than fucking pop. Um, 
I don't really have more of a question, just more of like your thoughts on like, you know, how, how is it being, you know, a female in this industry and how, how do you, how do you see like, um, everything kind of going the way it's going, the direction with more artists popping up with more female fronted bands? Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of it, I think a, lo- a lot of what's happening now is like people and other bands and other artists giving like other women um the confidence to like you know put out shit which is crazy to even say that but even like growing up you make a good point it's like we didn't really have that growing up i know we had good female fronted bands like avril and paramore hey monday and stuff like that but even in my influences other than paramore which like love paramore but i was never a diehard fan all my favorite pop punk artists when i was a middle schooler to a teenager have like all been men and they have like never had a single female in their band. And like, I never thought of it as a problem, but it it is a little bit. It's like, why mm-hmm. can't I find somebody, you know, like a woman that I could be inspired by but and whatnot. So that is a real thing. Um, it's awesome how there are so many dope um, female and non-binary artists that are coming out that are making like sick shit. It's crazy because I literally just tweeted this yesterday and for some reason it's considered a controversial tweet by like the response it's gotten but i literally said like Hmm. hey add smaller female slash non-binary pop punk artists to tours um into your tours because i've been i've just been seeing some artists i really love uh just bringing out like just a ton of like guys on a tour and like that must be real fun but i want to see like uh, you know there's so many artists that i would you know throw in there that i'd love to see on a tour so it's definitely still a problem um especially like by how some people got like mostly men got offended by that tweet a lot of Mm -hmm. positive um reinforcement was from like women that i look up to in the scene as well so it's been interesting um i i thankfully have not maybe other than like getting some like sexist comments and like my when i was interning at studios that was a real thing i was the only woman at the studios i was interning at um which maybe is also a problem um but getting you know some sexist comments here and there and then having like a few run-ins with some like hot shot producer people that you know promise you the world and uh, you know just them being kind of rude about shit and i really think it has to do with me being a woman but like i haven't really had too much trouble but it's very important to recognize that it is a thing and that people do like go through a lot of shit um you know being women in the scene and you know that's just for women like there's not a lot of like people of color in pop punk and now it's like mm-hmm. now there is like now they're fucking going in hot some of the best music i've ever heard and i'm really happy about that too but there's other things to like you know obviously other things to mention and to to focus on too not just like the female side of things but yeah i mean that's like that's my opinion on it i think it's getting better but i think there's still like shitty people out there but hopefully we're we're going in the right direction it certainly like has inspired me to to keep putting out music like you know all the people that i have by my side who are making dope music that are women in the in the pop punk scene like i love them and i'm excited to hear what they have to to create and what other bands come out of that because they came out and did that you know so mm-hmm. yeah, yeah it, awesome. well well said I, yeah. I i like i don't i'm not gonna dig too deep into it anymore but it's just i don't know it's the fact that i'm like seeing the random tiktoks of like 
female fronted or non-binary people like just jumping on my fucking page and i'm fucking like where have they been where has this been yeah, why am i just finding real. out now and then getting stoked to like listen and like i i think the last like i'd say two months me and batch have found a lot of like female fronted bands and i've been like bro and he's like bro and i'm like bro and it's like <laughs> yeah. what's going on and it's like because usually like, we grew you grew we grew up neck deep where it the story was, so far green day blink like yeah. it was it was that and then like there was paramore and avril and that was it yeah and now it's like you look at it and it's like you know Stan Atlantic, yours truly, Hot Milk, you, Taylor Acorn, like, there's just tons of them. Glimmers. Uh, meet me at the altar. <laughs> Glimmers, yeah. There's, there's yeah, fucking, dude. It's, it's like, crazy. are you shitting me? Like that, dude, you guys should do your own fucking tour. That would be you lit. Should. Like, just fucking all 10 of you, all yeah. these female, non binary, fronted fucking bands, and just go fucking kill shit. It's like, you, that you would be so fucking, sick. You guys fucking bang. Like, you guys, at, like, you know, you guys fucking rip. And it's like you guys deserve some recognition for sure. Like you no, guys go fucking hard. Hell yeah, that would be sick. And I think I think it's getting better. I also don't want to even like necessarily blame the bands, but I just keep seeing and even even the my my friends like who are women that are like going on like getting brought on tours. I'm really glad to see that that's happening. But it's like they're all they're all like they're all big male bands <laughs> and they're all bringing yeah. on like. You know, I, I just, I, I definitely could, could see it happening more. Yeah. Like why not like a handful of those artists that you've mentioned, just like grouping some of them and putting them out on a tour. Like that would be insane. That would be so, so cool. And I bet it would really do well as well. So oh, hell yeah. Yeah. We're getting you know, there. You know, what's cool though. And on a, I'll end it, this whole conversation on a positive note is like, like my generation from growing up, there was obviously like this stigma on like woman being in a rock band type of shit. And then, the generation now which is like it's becoming more like form normal and and, and like you said it's it's getting there or we're, we're we're pushing pushing it to where it should be it's just going to get better and, and it's going to be more of like the quote-unquote like normal of seeing all different type of genders and, and and styles and it's just like the scene of you going to a concert and it's you got new metal with hip-hop with you know country it's like they, we're not just doing one thing anymore and the kids that are going to listen to like your music and all the other music that we just named and like the more female g genre is like that's the motivation that's going to continue to keep this growing in the direction that at least this is my opinion on how it's oh, going yeah. to change. And you're going to be like, it's 50 50 in the punk rock scene. There is no just like men there. It's like this, just a scene of people that love the same music. And, oh, yeah. and I, I just see it growing with the generations, like little girls looking up to you and being like, dude, this is sick. So, yeah, I mean, we, we saw it at, um, at the Taylor Acorn show. There was probably this, oh, was my this God. girl there that was probably eight years old. And she, she was, was freaking like, out. <laughs> yeah, it was just so cool to see, like, you know what I mean? And then, like, we've seen it. Like, I saw Belmont play a show with Jake Hill. And mm. there was kids at that Belmont show that were not ready for what Belmont was bringing. And they were, like, looking around. And, like, I could read their lips. And they were like, what the fuck is this? And they were, like, on their phones, like, looking up Belmont. And I was like, yes, yes. Like, <laughs> It was so oh, it was so good. Like people were coming up to me and they were like, "You know this band?" And I was like, "Yeah." And they were like, "This is fucking cool. Like this is what like punk is now." And I was like, "Yeah, this is like what it is." And they were like, "Yo, I'm in." <laughs> and I was like, "Welcome to the dark side. Hello." Spread, spread the word, man. <laughs> yeah. It should always be an accepting community, though. Like yeah, when, yeah. 
like when has like emo music never not but like that's why we have emo nights all over the country it's like facts yep. all yep. these like you know people that were it's for anybody but like a lot of us who were bullied and like made fun of and whatever when we were kids just to come together like i don't care where you come from who you are like we are literally all here to just like enjoy the night and it's annoying mm -hmm. when it doesn't get you know when there are people that that kind of step in the way of that so i i like that yeah. uh, i i like that positive messaging of how the future is bright i think for like this scene um as long mm -hmm. as you know we keep pushing forward and working towards that yeah for sure oh yeah Good shit. Good shit. I fucking love it. Let's yeah. fucking go. Um, all right, Batch, you want to want to send it away with your final one, bud? Yeah. Um, what would be your Mount Rushmore of pop punk? They have to be one person, don't they? You could do a band. We've had people do people. Oh, and like do all a band. Band. Yeah, yeah you like could as do the band one. or you could do a person. Like we've had people do like. Just say Tom DeLonge, and then the next thing they say is Blink-182. And I'm like, okay. Like, you know, <laughs> all right. <laughs> it's your, it's your Mount Rushmore. Yeah, it's your Mount Rushmore. Whatever you're how many, carving how into How many it. are there in my history? Four. Four? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to do... I'll do... I'll do Derek Sanders from Mayday Parade. Okay. I'll Solid. I'll do Jason Lancaster from Go Radio. I was also in Made yep, Parade. That's all right. Because I love his voice. And Charlotte Sands, oh, um, okay. which we haven't brought up this whole time, which I'm shocked. I always talk uh, about her. I'm like, yeah. Um, super. In, uh, I'm very inspired by her. She's like kicking ass right now. But um, she makes some of the best music ever, uh, especially as a woman. So yay. And yep. then I have one more. Fuck. Uh, um, dang. Hmm. One more person. I know I'm gonna like, cause I feel like all the other bands. I don't think of like their single people. You know, I don't think of their mm -hmm. singular like a person in that band. I think of the band as a whole. And I'm not gonna add a whole band as another head. You know, that's a little weird. Um, I mean, you can if you want. It'll just look like the three-headed dog from Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I want to have a person. I want to make a person. Uh, me. No, I'm just kidding. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, first person, hell yeah, <laughs> love it. I kind of want to do that. I'm gonna stick with that because I, I feel like I can't think of a not like a better answer, obviously, but I, I can't think of a better okay. answer. No, you stay positive. There is yeah. no better answer. First person <laughs> to put herself on the Mount Rushmore, love it. That is awesome. That energy. <laughs> Let's go. Like when you mentioned Derek and Jason from Mayday Parade and Go Radio, like me and Steve have talked about it on here a few times. In my opinion, hands down, the two one and one a best voices in pop punk ever. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know a better one. Like, you could say Brendan Urie, but I still would be like, no. I lost that card. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, no, no. Like, panic, but... yeah, Derek Sanders and Jason Lancaster, hands down, the two best vocalists in pop punk. I say all the time, like, when I write my music, I think of Jason singing it. And I'm like, if yeah. he sounds good singing it, like, I want to write it and I want to put That's it like, out. Fuck yeah. yeah. Very very true. I agree with you. So, and, and Haley Williams, too. I mean, oh, yeah. it's kind of like a no-brainer, but for, like, if we're just talking about vocalists, just, like, in general. Definitely yeah. in there. Has to Definitely. be. Yeah, I mean, ha I mean, dude, her shit when, like, she's just, like, outside 
uh, like a random like street and someone's like singing. I saw a viral video and I was like, her voice is perfect. There's oh, nothing yeah. wrong with it. Oh, it's so crazy. effortless. I couldn't do that. I mean, yeah. you know, I love my voice, but that shit's hard sometimes. <laughs> oh, yeah. It makes then, it look so easy. <laughs> like I've said, Travis Clark from We the Kings is another one that's up there. Alex from All Time Low. Like, and I, I only say this because I saw a video back in the day when like YouTube first started. They were super young. Um, and All Time Low had played a show with We the Kings and they were playing like an acoustic thing outside of the venue. And they both were singing like they did like a mashup of like uh Dear Maria and Check Yes Juliet. And it they just completely nailed it. And I was like, look at these two magnificent human beings. <laughs> It's like this is tremendous. That's incredible. Oh yeah, I love that. So, all right, I'll uh, I'll end it on my last question, and then we'll have you plug your shit, let everyone know everything. All right, sweet. All right, cool. So, <laughs> all right. Um, sorry, I'm a little extra sometimes. Um, all right. So, last question. <laughs> um, so we are a pop punk podcast, but we are a mental health podcast. Uh. I like to ask everybody who we interview if they could give um, their tools that they use to get through some of their mental health issues or, you know, a bad day or even if it's good, even if it's a good day, what are some tools that Leah uses to get through maybe, you know, you know, a, a bad day or something like that, that others could take from this tool book that we're creating? Um, Definitely not to be so hard on yourself, like even though you want to just like take a step back because it's not your fault you just got to push through it um a lot of my stuff is like physical things it's not necessarily like the things I'm telling people but like for example like getting a coffee by myself really therapeutic for me going on a run really helps clear my head surrounding myself with people that I trust that you know I can just bounce ideas off of or, or situations or just as a distraction um and then I know it sounds like very, uh, what's the word? Like you would have expected it, but like writing, writing music. Sometimes like when all else fails and you're just like losing your mind just to sit down and kind of like, man, <laughs> just like yeah. work on it out. And, you know, it could be really helpful. I just did that the other day. Actually, I think it was yesterday, but mm. <laughs> You know, so it's just using those like physical tools, I think, um, are really helpful and not to take life too seriously because it really isn't like you can change anything. Okay. Bye bear. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> that was awesome. Your cat was like, yo, I'm taking shit seriously. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, don't take life too seriously. I mean, it's literally in a blink of an eye, anything can change, whether it's in your control or out of your control. So you know, if you if you obsess it over all the negatives and like it's just not it's not gonna be good for you. So you know, it's my my stuff. Beautiful. Well said. Awesome. Hell yeah. Love it. So go ahead and plug your shit. Where oh. can we find you? Where can you know where can people buy merch, buy your music, listen to your music, find you? Anything you wanna ah. say? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can find me uh, on all socials anywhere, probably even better on Google as LOL, it's Leah. 
Um, that's L-O-L-I-T-S-L-E-A. If you're wondering where I got that username from, I literally chose it for, um, I think, my Gmail. And then, like, I had Instagram since it was a thing. And I've never changed my username. So now it is just part of my life. And you can find me anywhere. And I am the first LOL it's Leah of the internet, everybody. So fuck yeah. That fun little perk. Um, and then <laughs> um, if you're trying to look me up on Google as L space E space A, it probably won't come up. But on any streaming platform, it'll come up right away. Um, I use spell my name, Leah with spaces. And that was because Leah without spaces years ago was already taken. So you could find me with the spaces on streaming platforms and yeah i mean you know social media is the best place to stay connected everything will be updated on there i am addicted to the internet and i love it um so i'm always posting and sharing and yeah no no merch yet i got some leftover merch that i'm looking to get rid of but uh i've been trying to do that for a little bit of time now so um (laughs) i don't know if it's gonna happen i've kind of just been handing them out at this point but i do have some new merch ideas in the in the for the future but you know hopefully be able to bring those on some sort of tour or something in the near future so stay tuned for that um but yeah that's it thank you and uh tell us about the one more time about the farewell la show oh yeah where is that when is that that is at Hotel Ziggy, uh, the back, back beat, I believe is what it's called. Um, it's in Hotel Ziggy, so it's just their little venue on the side uh, on Sunset Boulevard on May 16th, which is Tuesday at 7 p.m. Awesome. Word. I would be yeah. there if I could. Yeah. That would be fucking yeah, sick. Um, that's dope. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thank and you. We really appreciate you being open and, and flexible and this was awesome. I, 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 whenever you have, whenever you have new stuff, or if you ever just want to come on again, let us know. We'd be happy to have you. Yeah, hell yeah. Look us up when you're when you're in Boston. We'll uh, yeah, we'll come I'll, see you. Come I, say hi. I can see it happening soon. I mean, honestly, I I haven't announced anything yet, but I'm doing some shows in in you know around the Jersey area, so um, it's definitely close. I'm getting real close to to Boston, so <laughs> hopefully soon. Hell yeah. hell yeah! We look forward to it. Thanks again. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. All right. Thank you. All right. Have a fun Friday night if you're doing anything. But uh, you. going to bed. <laughs> you too. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> though. <a> you <laughs> Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. That was awesome, that dude. That was cool. That was a good time, man. I felt like I was talking to a friend I haven't talked yeah. to in like two years. Yeah, it's cool, man. I like, you know, people easy to talk to and they like just kind of like open up, you know? Yeah. It's good when they're like, you know, when they're just laid back and like, yeah, you know, go with the flow. It's It makes our job a lot easier. Oh, it, dude, it's so oh, much easier. I, that's so why like when better. I'm like, oh, like, do you have to go like blah, blah, blah. And they're like, no, I'm like, oh, God, I love you. Thank you. Like, not that I want to don't yeah, want, like, yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, it's just like, no, it's yeah, just like, sure, I can dude. tell they're relaxed the whole time. And it was, ah, that was really fun. Yeah. You can usually tell like right off the rip what we're going to get. Yeah. Like if we're going to get like something that's like super serious and like short answers to questions or if we're going to yeah. get like, you know, something good. Yeah. Nothing and I like it's the... not good, but like, you know, no, we're going to get something like, like that. We can yeah. normally tell like the first two questions what we're in for.
And I like that she was like us off the rails. Like she'll literally talk about something and then she'll go like 10 minutes about it. And it's like, yeah. that wasn't planned. And she even was like, I am sorry. I kind of, and I'm no, that's what we do. We are. Yeah. That's it. We love it. That's dope, that's, man. I'll de- yeah. Definitely check out Leah. LOL. It's Leah Instagram website, yeah. all that link tree stuff. Check her out. She's great. Appreciate the support. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Appreciate it. Appreciate her coming on here and taking the time. It's, it can be tough with that time zone, man. It can be. Oh hard. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. For both of us. So, uh, I, I, you know, I appreciate her making the time and you know, it was great. So anything else for you or, uh, just a quick shout out and then I'm going to go oh, eat yeah. my dinner. Hell yeah. Let's go. I'm going to bed. So, yeah. So my buddy, Sam, uh, he Your plays in saving our buddy, Sam. Yeah, sorry, I'm used Originally to him since Steve's middle school, buddy, but now he's our friend. He's our, he's our buddy. It's, you know, it happens. Yeah. He's Steve's it's brother, just... but he's my friend. He's <laughs> he's all our <laughs> brothers, bro. Yeah, uh, he's the man, Sammy boy. He is one of our very very good friends of this podcast. Just a Love good guy in general. Local it. Massachusetts boy. Um, he's in a band called Saving Vice, and they are going to be playing the Blue Ridge Rock Fest. They officially made the lineup, and Fuck it's yeah. going to be insane. They are playing with huge bands. There's huge. bands like Knock Loose on this fucking I prevailed thing. on that fucking thing. Like, yeah. There are some big, big fucking bands, dude. Good for them. So, yeah. Good for big them. Big shout out. That, that, that makes proud me happy. Proud of them. Yeah. Those dudes, were, those dudes grind. Like, they oh, fucking, good, yeah. Also, did you see who our friends in Calling All Captains got to play with last night in Chicago? No. They played with Pierce the Veil? Oh! Oh, shit! No, that's fucking sick, dude. Yeah, fuck yeah, man. Good for them. I I messaged Nick and said I was proud of them. Happy for them. That's fucking fucking awesome. Love seeing the homies fucking level up. Fuck yeah, dude. So, all right. Well, if that's it, then we'll uh we'll wrap her up. All right. Everyone uh stay safe out there. Check on your friends. It's mental health awareness month. So make sure you're kind to everybody, not just this month, but every month. And it's okay not to be okay. Goodbye, everybody. Toodaloo. Start over.